Peripheral Intravenous Therapy Peripheral line placement, also referred to as peripheral intravenous cannulation, is the insertion of an indwelling single lumen plastic conduit across the skin into a peripheral vein. Such devices may be referred to as a peripheral IV or venous line cannula or catheter. They allow fluid medications and other therapies such as blood products to be introduced directly into the cardiovascular system, bypassing other barriers to absorption and reaching most target organs very quickly. Once inserted, a well-functioning line can remain in use for several days if required, obviating the need for repeated needle insertion into the, uh, into the patient should ongoing treatment be needed. Placement of peripheral lines is the most commonly performed invasive procedure in acute healthcare settings uh, with as many as 80% of hospital inpatients requiring intravenous access at some stage during their admission, and worldwide more than 1 billion lines are used annually. Anatomy and Physiology Various sites around the body can be successfully cannulated with a peripheral venous line. The non-dominant upper extremity is commonly chosen because of comfort, reduced risk of dislodgement, and lower incidence of thrombosis or thrombophlebitis. In the upper extremity, potential sites start distally with the metacarpal veins on the dorsum of the hand, which drain proximately through the dorsal venous arch, becoming the cephalic and basilic veins in the forearm. Note the antecubitive fossa. These are located by the medium cuba, cubita, and median anabrachial veins before continuing up the arm. In the lower extremity, lines may be placed starting with the dorsal venous plexus of the foot, which becomes the great and small saphenous veins of the leg. The scalp may be appropriate in neonates or infants, particularly where previous attempts at the limbs have failed or are unlikely to be successful. Frontal, occipital, superficial, temporal, or posterior auricular veins are are an option. Preferred veins are straight, distal, non-branched, meaning venous valves are commonly near branching points when using an access site on a limb. A tourniquet may be placed proximally to the site to engorge the vein and it should feel spongy and non-pulsatile on palpation. Veins that feel hard are more likely to be thrombosed and pulsatile flow indicates an artery rather than a vein. Identify access sites may be more difficult in specific patient populations such as children, the obese, pregnant women, those with dark-toned skin, patients in shock, or those whose veins have been compromised by previous chemotherapy or by intravenous drug use. Indications. The most common indication is to allow administration of IV medications and fluids. Lines are also commonly used for phlebotomy at the time of insertion before administration of drugs or fluids which would dilute or contaminate the blood sample. Contraindications. There are no absolute contraindications. Relative contraindications include coagulopathy, the presence of local infection, burns, or compromised skin at the intended site of insertion, and previous lymphatic nodal clearance, arteriovenous fistula formation, or deep, vein, deep venous thrombosis on the affected limb. In such cases, clinical judgment must be used to balance the benefits and risks of proceeding with line placement at that site. Where an extended course of intravenous therapy will be required, another vascular access device such as a peripherally inserted cath central catheter may be more appropriate. These are more invasive and require specialist level expertise to place, but have fewer failure rates and prolonged use. If conventional peripheral lines in such settings, they may be require frequent replacement. In time-sensitive cases uh, with known difficult peripheral access or where multiple uh, attempts at peripheral line placement have already failed, an ultrasound-guided technique may be necessary or the clinician may consider using an alternate route of drug administration, such as oral intramuscular interosseous or central venous access. 
equipment. The IV line itself is a hollow plastic tube shaped catheter that is attached to a larger hub which remains above the skin. Most modern lines are made of polyurethane as this is thought to be less thrombogenic than the old polyvinyl chloride versions. The line is supplied uh, preloaded over a hollow laser sharpened beveled needle with a transparent flashback chamber at the opposite end. This allows the operator to identify when blood from the target vein starts to flow into the needle tip during insertion. The hub is color coded according to the gauge of the needle, which reflects the internal diameter of the catheter and ranging in size from 14 to 24 gauge depending upon the patient age and characteristics. The higher the gauge number, the narrower the catheter. The length of the catheter can vary between different manufacturers. Removing the needle from the external hub of the line reveals a standard lure taper connector at which a phlebotomy adapter, a needle-free injection bung, or an IV administration set can be attached. The hub may also have a side port with removable cap, allowing a drug administration without disconnecting other ongoing fluids or medications. So-called safety lines are a newer type of IV line with modifications intent on reducing accidental needle stick injury during line placement and may have may become more prevalent over the past decade. They incorporate a mechanism, either active or passive, that covers the sharp end of the needle after withdrawing it from the hub of the cannula. Active safety lines require the user to press a button that pulls the needle into a plastic sheath, whereas passive safety lines automatically fold a small shield over the needle tip as soon as the needle is withdrawn from the hub. Aside from the cannula itself, other equipment required for peripheral vascular access includes an antiseptic swab or sponges, gauze, or needle free bung, a prepared flush of sterile normal saline, and a sterile transparent moisture permeable dressing. Local anesthetic agents may be of use with larger cannulas or to minimize distress in selected patient co cohorts, such as young children. They can be infiltrated subcutaneously using narrow-gauge needles shortly before the procedure. Alternatively, a bolus of topical ointment containing local anesthetic may be applied to the skin ahead of time and left in contact under a dressing. Personnel. The operate, one operator is commonly sufficient for peripheral line placement, but the presence of an assistant may be beneficial for anxious or distressed patients and children or to help with optimal patient positioning in uh, challenging vascular access. Preparation. When inserted for a specific procedure or treatment, the placement of the peripheral line should generally be as close to the procedure time as possible to avoid risk of, of the line becoming dislodged in the interim. The operator should perform hand hygiene and don single-use treatment gloves. If there has been an application of topical local anesthetic ointment, this should be wiped off. A sharps disposal box should be close at hand. A tourniquet is applied around the limb around 5 to 10 centimeters approximately to the site, tight enough to engorge the vein with blood, but not so tight as to abolish arterial flow, blood flow to the extremity. The engorging will make it easier for the operator to locate veins and successfully thread the catheter inside. The area is then inspected and palpated to identify a suitable vein before cleaning it with an antiseptic. If infiltrative anesthesia will be in use, local anesthetic should be injected near the vein using a needle to raise a small wheel in the subcutaneous tissue at the site where the operator intends to pierce the skin with a line. This will generally be slightly distal to where the operator intends to pierce the vein itself. Technique. The cannula should be gripped firmly in one hand and forefinger and thumb on each side of the hub. 
Alternatively, if there's a side point to port, the tip of the forefinger may be curled around the cap on the side port with the thumb pressed over the end of the flashback chamber. The operator should use either their hand to apply distal traction, stabilizing the vein and insertion site with the surrounding skin stretched tautly. Needle insertion allows a shallow angle of fewer than 45 degrees to the skin, aiming towards the vein, and it, and it is advanced slowly until a flash of blood appears in the chamber. If only a drop of blood is visualized, part of the needle bevel may still be outside the vein, and the line may be flattened slightly and in, inserted incrementally another 1 to 2 millimeters until good flow is observed. The cannula is advanced over the needle until the hub sits at the skin. A second flash of blood should appear within the catheter while it enters the vein. The tourniquet is then loosened or removed. Using another hand, the operator should apply pressure approximately over the vein and catheter. This prevents blood from running while the needle is withdrawn and discarded safely into the sharps disposal box. Any desired blood sample should be taken at this point using a syringe or a phlebotomy adapter, temporarily reattaching the tourniquet to generate adequate flow. The bung or IV administration set can be screwed in place over the hub and the cannula should be secured to the skin with an appropriate dressing. A saline flush or prepared bag of IV fluid with an administration set should be used to confirm adequate flow, observing the absence of swelling or edema around the insertion site. Various strategies have been suggested to increase the success of IV line placement, particularly in challenging circumstances with varying degrees of evidence behind them. Examples include gently uh, blotting or tapping on the skin over, overlying the vein and wiping the area with an antiseptic swab, applying a warm compress or soaking the limb in warm water for a short period before line placement, optimizing ergonomics for the operator placing the line, including the position Patient position ambient lighting. Apply topical aliquot of glycerol trinitate. Where other attempts at peripheral access have failed in a critically ill patient requiring emergency intravenous access, peripheral venous cut down may be considered. In this technique, a skin incision is made over a suitable peripheral site such as the medium basilic vein in the arm or long saphenous vein in the leg and the operator bluntly dissects down into the tissue to the vein, allowing insertion under direct vision. Peripheral venous cut down was once a mainstay of resuscitation, but the advent of other modalities such as ultrasound guidance, central venous access using the Seldinger technique, and the intraosseous access, its, important has, its importance has lessened and is no longer common in many countries with well-resourced healthcare system. Complications Local complications of the line placement include failure of the procedure, damage to the arteries and nerves, or hematoma, or bleeding at the insertion site. Of those IV lines successfully placed, up to 50% may develop some failure before their use is no longer clinically indicated. Inadvertent arterial cannulation is more likely in children at specific sites, such as the antecubitus fossa, and can pose serious consequences with the injection of incompatible medications or fluids. If this occurs, the line should be removed promptly with pressure applied until bleeding has ceased. Infiltration of the IV therapy into surrounding tissues may occur if the catheter mi migrates out of the vein over time or was incompletely threaded into the vein at the time of insertion or is passed through the vein and is out the far side. Phlebitis or inflammation of the vein is more likely where poor asepsis is observed and when with increasing duration of IV therapy, it can progress to local infection or cellulitis. The catheter or vein may become occluded due to mechanical trauma 
proximity to a valve within the vein or thrombosis within the catheter tip. If an empty IV fluid administration set is attached to the cannula, and especially if the limb is constricted, such as non-invasive blood pressure monitoring, blood may be overcome the residual pressure within the set and flow back into the line, leading to clotting and occlusion. Scalp lines and neonates in infants are associated with increase of dislodgement and extravasation. Systemic complications such as anaphylaxis due to the procedure of line placement itself are rare, and allergic reactions may be more commonly attributable to medications or fluid administered through the line. Vasovagal syncope is more likely in patients who are sitting rather than in the recumbent position at the time of the line placement, and those who have a history of fainting or those who have significant anxiety over the sight of blood or needles. Part of the catheter shear may shear inside the patient and embolize with the venous system, which may, necessi which may necessitate retrieval by a vascular surgeon.